This is Warning Radio with Dr. Jonathan Hansen, founder and president of World Ministries International, a non-denominational end times ministry dedicated to fulfilling a divine commission to trumpet forth warnings from God concerning the imminent second coming of Christ and the impending judgment of God upon the ungodly. God has sent Dr. Hansen to many nations of the world with a solemn warning to the political and religious leaders and citizenry to repent of their sinfulness and wickedness or face the catastrophic judgments that will soon be unleashed upon the unbelieving world. Listen now to the warnings of our compassionate and merciful Creator conveyed through His faithful prophetic spokesman, the host of Warning Radio, Dr. Jonathan Hansen. This is Dr. Hansen. I want to welcome you once again to the Warning Radio program. Special guest, Attorney Stephen Pigeon. I wish I could say Attorney General. He did run for Attorney General, Washington State, and fought in the federal and state Supreme Court. He's the president of the Sefer Publishing Company. Welcome back, Dr. Pigeon. Well, good to be here, Dr. Hanson. Good to be here. Well, I wish I could say welcome back, Attorney General. Well, you know, my campaign motto was restore, protect, and defend. Yes. And I was, I of course, was referring to the state constitution and the U.S. Constitution. Correct. In order to ensure civil liberties for the average Washingtonian. Yeah. And of and course, those civil liberties have all but been extinguished. You're right. You're right. And that's, that's why we needed you so very bad. I'll tell you what, uh, Washington state has got to be one of the worst states in the union for liberty and freedom. It's one of the most poorly governed states. And it is so rogue to the U.S. Constitution that uh, it now is unlawful. I mean, the, the Republican form of government required under the U.S. Constitution is completely gone. And until that's restored, Washington really has no part in the union of the free states. Yes, yes. And I know your favorite boy, Jay Inslee, I tell you what, he, he's quite a rogue well, he's gone very rogue. I mean, you know, he was at one time he hoisted a Chinese communist flag over the city of Olympia there at the Capitol and the state troopers had to take it down. And of course, those troopers who were loyal to the United States have long since retired from employment with the state of Washington. You see a, an individual here who is, you know, he's listening to an echo chamber of his own voice and he hears no dissenting opinion. And as a consequence, you know what they say, power corrupts, absolute power corrupts, absolutely. And he's gone ahead and got rid of all Washington State patrolmen who wouldn't take the vaccination. That's correct. And of course, the vaccination, we now know these mandatory vax policies uh, are really a form of genocide or democide because the information that's coming in indicates, uh, you know, Ryder Fulmick has put together a fantastic presentation demonstrating probable cause that, in fact, this was intentional premeditated murder on the part of the you know, chief perpetrators of this particular you know, protocol. 
you know, injection protocol. I've always felt that way. Uh, uh, Steve, you and I, uh, Matt Shea, others, uh, we have spoken conferences together. Uh, we have talked about how they want to depopulate the world. I have always thought this was nothing but a form of depopulation, a bioweapon, uh, and I'm still fully convinced that that's what they're trying to do. That's pretty much what they announced they wanted to do, and that's been the protocol that Bill Gates has openly been following. He stands there with a needle in his hand talking about the agenda to depopulate the earth. And of course, you know, he's been indicted in other countries and been forced out of countries because of vaccine injuries, as in like India, the who has been forced out of the Philippines because of vaccine in- injuries. And, uh, you know, you're seeing uh, he openly advertised that he was using a malaria vaccine to sterilize women in Africa. Yes. And of course, for some reason or other, I don't know what it is, Dr. Hansen, but they really see Africans as guinea pigs. And didn't they also, uh, his vaccination also sterilize women in the Philippines? That's correct. And also in India. And of course, his polio vaccine caused an outbreak of polio in uh, India and injured over 500,000 people. Wow. He should receive all these vaccinations first and foremost to make sure they're reliable. <laughs> what? Test his own products? <laughs> yeah, well, of course. And, and so that would be one way to remove the germ. You know, recently they went to Bill Gates' house and found a Macintosh computer there. <laughs> oh, my, my, my. Well, you don't know what you're going to find in Bill Gates' home. <laughs> Well, you know, the thing is, Dr. Hansen, when you talk about what's showing up now, you know, one of the most vaccinated countries in the world, which is uh, the Netherlands, right? They have over a 90% vax rate. Uh, They have recently announced the explosion of AIDS in the country. Yes. And of course, they're now referring to this as AIDS, you know, vaccine-acquired autoimmune deficiency syndrome. Right. And this particular form of AIDS, they're even claiming is contagious, highly virulent, and much more dangerous than what has been identified before as an autoimmune deficiency syndrome. Wow. Of course, we've known the science has shown for a long time, there's been literally thousands of scientists who have pointed out that there was an ADE that was accomplished with even the initial doses of the VAX, that is autoimmune deficiency expectancy. And it has to do with the way the spike protein you know, replicates itself in the cells of the body and causes the body to attack itself. And, of course, the underlying goal of this by the pharmaceutical companies is to make you forever dependent upon their products That's right. at high levels where most of your income goes into your pharmaceutical dependency. That's right. And, of course, the testing, all the testing that has been done on things like remdesivir and these particular mRNA shots, the testing among animals has resulted in huge and high fatality rates. In fact, when the mRNA was applied to animals, all of them died. When the uh, uh, And when you're talking about the uh, remdesivir, better than 50% of the animals died. Wow. And yet remdesivir is the only allowed protocol in most of the hospitals in the United States. Yeah, is, isn't that just crazy? I want to read you an article that uh, uh, basically from uh, Laurel Abilie says, The Montaigne, quote, For those of you who have taken the third dose, go and get a test for AIDS. The result may surprise you, then sue your government. And uh, shortly after that, he died. What do you think of that, Steve? 
Well, yeah, I mean, this is what has been, I mean, the evidence in the Netherlands has confirmed exactly what he's talking about. And of course, you know, it's long been uh, separated, you know, HIV from AIDS. Those, those two have been separated for a long time. And now what we're beginning to find and what the science is showing is that AIDS has for a long time accompanied vaccines since the hepatitis A, hepatitis B vaccines of the late 70s. And we have seen this, this uh, it's a protocol, of course, inside the body that can only be accomplished via injection. And this protocol causes the body to go to war with itself. That's why it's an autoimmune deficiency. Body, your, your immune system sees your own body as the enemy and begins to attack it. It's complicated. Uh, it's a complicated science the way it breaks out. But of course, you know, we have uh, trial lawyers that are sitting in positions of authority that are convinced, who, by the way, have no degrees in science, who are convinced that they know the science better than the average American or you know, so let's say a mom who's got kids she's that she loves and is trying to protect. This trial lawyer knows more than that mom could ever possibly find out. And therefore, you need to follow his version of the science, not whatever you might happen to discover through a scientific inquiry. And so as a result, what we're going to see now is better than half the earth has been subjected to this uh, injection protocol, better than half the earth. And uh, of course, you know, for them to have success, they would like to see six to a little more than six billion people die uh, in the very short range. And they haven't quite accomplished that yet. If you go back to Bertrand Russell's uh, book, The Impact of Science on Society from 1953, he proposed, you know, starvation as the primary protocol, which they're getting to this year. But if, you, if these countries do not reach your population guidelines, then you use nuclear weapons. Of course, that's the next thing on the table now is a nuclear war. Wow. Just in, Norway scraps its final COVID restrictions despite surge in Omicron cases, no more masks, social distancing, vaccination certification, or self-isolating requirements. Prime Minister. Right. All, of those, all of those are proven failures. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Norway also ends requirements for vaccination certificates or testing when entering the country. No more digital registration prior to arrival. Steve? Well, hallelujah. You know, the thing is, the mask is as effective at stopping a virus as a chain link fence is keeping mosquitoes out. Okay. (laughs) Completely, 100% ineffective. Uh, Totally. John Hopkins University has just proven that social distancing, lockdowns, etc. were completely ineffective. Less than two-tenths of a percent difference between no lockdown and a lockdown. And yet, look what the lockdown did to the economy of Oh, Washington. man. Oh, man. Not only that, Steve, uh, you know how many people, you know, especially in high school, have committed suicide? Yes, it's the number one cause of death among young men and among young women. And, of course, you know, and that is not discussing the people who have decided to check out through a drug overdose, right? Yes, yes. Fentanyl is killing everybody now. And, you know, and this is being and the fentanyl is, you know, being shipped in by the carload through an open border, you know, between the United States and Mexico. And so you have you have very much you have a protocol that appears to be an intentional elimination of the useless eaters, you know, over 75. Right. Because Ezekiel Emanuel, Rahm Emanuel's brother, said, if you if you don't have a right to live past your 75th year, period said the eugenicist, genocidal maniac. My goodness. And, 
and you know, and you can see that this is what's going on. I mean, you know, anybody who's uh, uh, who's on Medicaid and becomes a burden to the state, even though they may have paid into it their whole life, that's a useless eater who needs to die. And the best way to do it is by using tainted vaccines in uh, old folks' homes. Wow. Wow. I'll tell you what, um, I mean, what, what a world, what a world. Where, well, we've uh, arrived at a point, Dr. Hanson, yeah. we've arrived at a point now, you know, you know that um, open warfare has broken out in Ukraine, right? Yes, I, yeah, I, I Ukraine, knew that. Ukraine was, you know, Ukraine was told by the Biden administration that, you know, the go date is January, is February 16th. They were told that. And so Ukraine, because Russia wasn't going to start this thing, Ukraine opened fire in the Donbass region on Lukansk and Donetsk, dropping, you know, as their initial salvo, they put a mortar into a kindergarten. That was the first thing they did. And, of course, you know, you have a despicable, absolutely corrupted uh, government in Ukraine. Absolutely corrupt. And now they're trying to pick a fight with Russia. They're doing anything they can. And, of course, Russia has said, now Russia has upped the ante by saying they will not tolerate any NATO uh, troops or armament in any of the former Russian countries or anywhere in Eastern Europe. Now, this means that Russia has now expanded its view to mean Moldova, Romania, possibly Bulgaria, uh, could be Hungary, probably Poland, uh, Latvia, Lithuania, Estonia. They specifically mentioned the Baltics. Yes. All of these nations are now under a Russian view for uh, potential acquisition as a result of the failure of the United States to pull back its uh, NATO expansion. And of course, and this is a battle between unilateral control of the United States over the world or a multilateral world where you see people such as China, Russia, the United States dealing with the issues of the world uh, via a, a set of agreements. And of course, China and Russia are set on the idea of a multilateral world but the United States is refusing to budge. And of course, the United States has lost its credibility because of the defilement, the demoralization, the desecration of the society that took place uh, you know, under the Obama administration. We've lost all moral authority to lead the world. We, do not, we no longer have a credible right to say that we're going to be the unilateral nation in control. You can see what's happened under our demoralized regimes. Because we've been demoralized, we're now suffering from mass psychosis where people are, can be led by fear. And what used to be news is now hypnosis. And so as a consequence, you have people that are very easily misled. You have, you know, what we call, you know, snowflakes and Karens, you know, just going off the deep end with the slightest bit of provocation. They can't deal rationally. They can't deal reasonably. And you have a nation that's completely demoralized. Well, fortunately, we have some moralization returning in Canada, where the truckers, who after being threatened with having their whole life taken away and uh, being segregated and being told you're no longer a Canadian, began to sing a mighty fortress is our God in front of the Capitol there in Ottawa. And I can tell you, those words are extremely powerful. You know, Martin Luther's words are extremely powerful in that context because they are expressing something that is so real, so true about the world. And the fact is, Justin Castro, who is the prime minister there in, uh, in Canada, you know, it's amazing. It's an amazing thing, John. I was going to speak about one 
primary issue today, which is illegitimacy. You know, we've had, you know, Bill Clinton was the illegitimate child of a Rockefeller. That's right. Barack Obama was the illegitimate child of Malcolm X. Justin Trudeau is the illegitimate child of Fidel Castro. Adolf Hitler was the illegitimate child of a Rothschild in Austria. It's always the illegitimate son that is raised up by the dark forces because they rely on the scripture that says, you know, the illegitimate son and the eunuch will have no part in the kingdom. They rely on that scripture. And that's why they raise up the illegitimate child to become the leader. There's no question that Justin Castro is not allegiant to Canada at all. Just as Joe Biden is not allegiant to the United States at all. And so you can see that they're taking orders from other sources. And some people have pointed out that they believe that the primary source of the orders is, of course, Jorge Bergoglio as the primary source. But we know it's coming through. We know it's coming through, uh, you know, this transgendered Klaus Schwab, you know, the neo-Nazi working with the World Economic Forum. Yes. And, uh, you know, and all of this is the rise of the, the, the rebirth of, of Rome and the Reich over all of the Western world. And so we can see now that the righteous are rising and the righteous are rising in song and praise. The righteous are rising in song and praise. And they are standing. And and I can tell you that this this rise of illegitimacy and this uh, this uh, leadership from the you know, patently immoral, the patently defiled, the patently desecrated, the profane, the vulgar, the obscene. That is who's leading, you know, the United States right now. That's right. And this leadership is going to come to a dramatic failure. Now, all I can say is, is that in, in our nation and in, in the state of Washington, right, this, the way that, that the truckers have risen up in Canada is the way that we must rise up also in Washington. Not purposes of blockade, but to rise up in spirit and in truth. Amen. To rise up in spirit and in truth. Not because, look what happened. Trudeau came out and said, we're going to seize all the finances of anybody who's been uh, supporting the truckers, any of the truckers, anybody involved with the truckers, including any securities broker that has sold stock to uh, somebody who's in one of those trucks. As a consequence, yesterday, the runs on the Canadian banks have begun. People are getting their money out of the Canadian banks entirely, yes. every last dime. One guy testified to the fact that he and the woman next to him, between the two of them, had withdrawn a half a million dollars. Wow, wow. And so now there is a very strong chance this communist, Pinko, who has no concept of what the real world is, is about to experience what every other communist leader has experienced, which is that the economic system completely and catastrophically fails. Every time you practice it, it catastrophically fails. So you can look for the Canadian dollar to absolutely tank against the U.S. dollar, which is tanking against the world. You can look for Canadian banks to fold up ship. You can look for whatever industry manufacturing and an ongoing economy in Canada is going to, you're going to see huge collapses. I'm, I'm you know, I'm talking like 20 to 30% decline across the board in Canada this year until this communist is removed from office in Canada. He's well, a plague. Yes. He's a cancer. 
And like you said, uh, basically, uh, these are bastard leaders. That's exactly what it comes down to. That's exactly what it comes down to. The illegitimate children who can't produce a valid birth certificate or a valid name, right? And so here we see now, in the case of our nation, we see this bellicose rhetoric coming out of NATO. We reserve the right to expand uh, the, you know, NATO across into the Eastern, you know, across into Eastern Hemisphere, where we have no right to be, right? We have tried to do it. And of course, we all know that with the with Biden's humiliating defeat in Afghanistan, which amounted to in-your-face treason against the interest of the United States in abandoning $94 billion worth of equipment at the most advanced air base in the world at Bagram and leaving Americans on the ground in their humiliating withdrawal has been met by rhetoric, well, we're going to stand tough in Ukraine. What interest does the United States have in Ukraine? None whatsoever. We have no national interest in Ukraine at all. The national interest in Ukraine has to do with Europe who gets some wheat out of Ukraine and Europe who is being supplied natural gas through Russian pipelines that run through Ukraine. We have no national interest in there at all. Joe Biden, on the other hand, has a personal interest because his son Hunter is receiving $842,000 a month from the, uh, Burisma Holdings in Ukraine, which is a corrupted gas management company. Yeah, we, we, we want to stand strong in Ukraine, but we can't stand strong with uh, some uh, Muslim shepherds. Isn't that something? Yeah, well, it is. I'll tell you, it's absolutely amazing. And of course, you know, no one can no one can see the conflict of interest. And this bellicose rhetoric, NATO is going to expand, NATO is going to expand, is going to result in nuclear weapons being used against NATO, uh, NATO supplies and NATO bases throughout Eastern Europe. I mean, that's that's virtually a certainty. And it depends on how fast the war escalates. Well, this war escalates quickly. We could see all kinds of damage coming to Europe and to the United States. No, you're exactly right. I, I wrote articles uh, over a year ago on the next four world wars, the kings of the South and North colliding. I named who they were, their allies, uh, the kings of the North and West colliding again, uh, who they were and their allies, uh, the kings of the North and East colliding who they were and their allies, and then uh, again moving into the Battle of Armageddon. We are certainly going to see nuclear war, and it can be sooner than many people think. It seems like the old Soviet Union is rising again and wants to expand even further. Steve? Well, I don't see it as the Soviet Union at all. You know, they have abandoned, long since abandoned state communism in favor of a collectivist policy issue. But in terms of their expansion, Russia's concern is the expansion of NATO. We have been the aggressor in Eastern Europe, placing troops and munitions and armament in Latvia, Lithuania, Estonia, and placing them in Poland. Well, you know, Poland's a former Warsaw Pact nation, placing them in Bulgaria and also a former Warsaw Pact nation. And now we're trying to put, you know, missile systems, which have the capability of striking Moscow in five minutes in Ukraine. Yes, yes. And for the Russians, the Russians have have said, told the United States, that's intolerable. We're not going to accept it. And we don't want you to do it. And the NATO generals have said, shut your mouth. You don't tell us what to do. Yeah. Now, I, I didn't mean literally the Soviet Union, but I'm talking about Russia once again influencing uh, these countries that had broken away. 
Well, you know, the Cuban Missile Crisis was caused when Russia put nuclear-tipped missiles in Cuba. Exactly. Which, by the way, I think they've done that again, by the way. I think they're in, in both Cuba and Venezuela. But, the, you know, that's what caused the Cuban Missile Crisis, because JFK saw that as intolerable. Yes. And similarly, the Russian government sees nuclear missiles that have a five-minute delivery time as intolerable in Russian space. They don't want their near neighbors to have that kind of a situation. And NATO formally agreed not to place troops and armaments in former Soviet nations, right? The former SSRs. That was breached by George Bush. And uh, it's and now it's continued to be breached by Joe Biden, right? Because the U.S. military establishment needs the money. Now, ladies and Therefore, gentlemen. Therefore, we expand. You're listening to the Warning Radio program. Again, this uh, attorney, Stephen Pigeon has been uh, very clearly, uh, systematically showing uh, what's going on in the world right now. Uh, all the more, we need eagles saving nations. Eagles saving nations. For again, the church to rise up with the power of the Spirit of God inside of them, the third person of the Trinity, focused again on returning righteousness and influencing again America from the brink of destruction. Go to my website, www.worldministries.org, www.worldministries.org. Click on Eagles Saving Nations. You need to join it. We need to stop the insanity. Only the church can do it. If not, I'm telling you, you're going to see your freedoms taken away. Many people are going to be persecuted, even killed. Your money's going to collapse. Join Eagles Saving Nations today. God bless you. I'll see you tomorrow. Thanks for listening to this episode of Warning Radio with Dr. Jonathan Hansen, founder and president of World Ministries International. Warning Radio is a listener-supported program. We need your donations in order to continue airing these Christ-centered prophetic programs. Send your checks or money orders to World Ministries International, Post Office Box 277, Stanwood, Washington, 98292. To donate securely by phone, call 360-629-5248. Visit our website to find other ways of giving and a wealth of information about World Ministries International and host Dr. Jonathan Hansen. The website is worldministries.org. There, you'll also have access to hundreds of previously aired radio programs, made-for-television videos, thousands of articles, Dr. Hansen's books, and travel itinerary. Again, the website is worldministries.org. The phone number is 360-629-5248. Tune in at this same time, Monday through Friday, on this radio station for the next exciting edition of Warning Radio with Dr. Jonathan Hansen. Remember, the Lord is not slow about the promise of His return, as some count slowness, but is patient toward you, not wishing for any to perish, but for everyone to come to the repentance that leads to eternal life.